The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, what's happening? Welcome to the show. Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855 Five two five five six eight three is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. If you want to join the show, you can also hit us up on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and don't forget there's a podcast you can go out and look for on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Okay, a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, and all of this stuff is that we're going to talk about today is going to come to a head in the last segment of the show called what we must do. Okay. Because I think it's important for black people to start paying attention because clearly we're not. And I say that because of what's going on across this country and the boldness of the radical right. And if we don't start speaking up, it's going to get really, really nasty. So all I'm saying here is that this show, each segment is going to come to a culmination and join at the end of the show with one another because it's important. As you all know, I've been saying, I guess for the last four or five shows, that every day we're going to do a segment called What We Must Do. And that segment is important. And I, just as a simple layperson, I'm not a politician. I'm not some leader. I'm just a radio talk show host. And it's clear that what we, what should have been done for black people has never been done. And there are people who want it to go back to the way it was. And I can't stand by silently and say nothing. More importantly, those people who are our so-called black leaders have no answers They have no answers. I believe I have an answer. It just takes courage. That's all. But before we get into all of that, let's, um, can we do like some black facts? So let's do that and then we'll get started with the show, okay? Dynamic Black Facts. Our culture, our history, our people. 
You could liken the events that helped to frame our nation to an incomplete volume or a book missing several key pages. For nearly 400 years, the narrative around the landing of the first Africans in English North America centered around Jamestown. But in late August 1619, those Angolans stolen from their native land were actually brought here to Point Comfort, now present-day Hampton, Virginia. We know the names of two of them, Antony and Isabella, but now historians are working to awaken the truth around this sentinel event. As we pause to put a moment that marks part of the making of America into greater context. History rolled onto the shores of Freedom's Fortress on a hot August day in 1619. This is Fort Monroe in Hampton, Virginia. Few people know about the fight for freedom and equality that began here centuries ago, or the African people whose lives, agency, and futures were decimated and disrupted. A marker on this decommissioned military site reveals part of that story. But as you may already know, how history is taught depends on who tells the story. It starts with a perilous journey. The first Africans brought to English North America were captured by the Portuguese during a time of war in Angola and placed on the Spanish slave ship San Juan Batista. British pirates seized that ship during a fierce battle at sea and snatched the Africans on board off the coast of Mexico. Those Africans were then divided and placed on the White Lion and Treasurer and brought to the colonies to be traded for food. It laid the foundation for a more expansive form of oppression that would become part of the fabric of a new nation. This whole notion of, well, 1619 is the start of what would become America. It's a part of democracy. It's a part of the evolution of what would become America, perhaps. The ugly story, though, is that we are talking about human beings who were here against their will, who were treated as property, who were forced to work in inhumane conditions, and who were terrorized. How is it that we have been led to believe for nearly 400 years that yeah. the point of landing was actually in Jamestown? The, the arrival or the landing of, of African people at Jamestown 1619 fits in a package that benefits, I think, persons who think that history should be neat and tailored uh, without the flaws and without the nuances and without realities that really impact um, black people. The landing at Point Comfort, present-day Hampton, has been documented for centuries. In this letter from Jamestown colonist John Rolfe to Sir Edwin Sandys, treasurer of the Virginia Company of London. In it, Rolfe notes the arrival at Point Comfort of 20 and odd Negroes, but historians only recently discovered this in the past 25 years. Tell me what we're going to see. What are we going to see? The marker that we are on the way to uh, is 
going to showcase where the second church of Kikatan was uh, created, where it stood. They were the very exact people who were annihilated uh, when the English settled this territory in 1610, hence it becoming present-day Hampton. And I think it's really important that we showcase uh, the original people whose lands we occupy. 400 years later, Dr. Fairfax says it's time for some re-education. She's on a mission to remind the nation about what happened to the native people who were here for thousands of years, stripped of their lands and communities, and the 20 and odd Africans whose names and sagas have gone mostly unknown. Two of the Africans brought to Virginia were Antony and Isabella. They worked on the plantation of Captain William Tucker, the commanding officer at Point Comfort. The couple married and in 1624 had a baby boy they named after Captain Tucker. William became the first child of African ancestry born in Virginia. Clinging to one another as married people Having a child named William, 1624, 1625, the, the vulnerability that all of these people experienced every day should not be lost on us. So as you walk through, you'll see over 100 plus markers and orange flags designating where our ancestors are. Always talk about 1619, but there's never been a family associated with it. Oh my goodness, we must be important now. Now, you are the family. That's right. Meet the Tuckers. When they get together, food and fellowship is always on the table. I made mom's mac and cheese because it's pretty special. It tastes special, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's going to say the grace? Yeah, that's okay. okay. Um, this is some kind of gathering. This is one special family. And clearly, they love each other and they love food. <laughs> All right. Heavenly Father, we just come before you this evening, giving you honor, glory, and praise. Father, we just thank you for allowing us to come together in fellowship, yes, Lord God, and also to break bread together. Yes, yes. We ask that you will bless the hands who prepared it, Father God, and we just ask that it will provide nourishment to all of our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, there you go. All right. Come over closer to your favorite nephew. <laughs> there you go. Surrounded, you might be rubbing off on us. All right, I'm William Floyd Tucker. You carry the name. Yes, I carry the name. Oh, it's kind of heavy too. Now. <laughs> I am Julia Bradshaw. I am a cousin I, on the Tucker side. And this is Carol Virginia Tucker Jones, my mom. And she's the oldest living. Tucker, right now, age 88, matriarch. Right. Yes. Yes, the queen. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. The queen. Yes. The queen. Yes. 
The story of 1619 is really about families. You all are a family that has managed to stay together yes. for all mm -hmm. of these years. Oh, look at that. Determination. Yes. We were determined that we want to keep our family intact, and we just made it happen with the grace of God. The family founded the William Tucker 1624 Society to educate the world about their roots. They are working to learn more about Antony, Isabella, and William, people they believe are the first known branches of their tree. So you have a unique family story around 1619 in that you can trace two of your relatives to being on the White Lion. Tell me what you know about Isabella and Antony. Uh, we don't know a lot about Antony, and we would love to find out more, but we do know that they were servants for Captain William Tucker. And it seems as if they had a very close relationship. He allowed them to marry the child. William Tucker was baptized in the church. So we think that it was a, um, that they were, they were well received within the, the community. So you're using the word servant. There's a lot of controversy about whether or not there was some form of indenture. We know they were bound. We know they weren't free. The Tucker Cemetery is located near Bluebird Gap Farm, which is where Captain William Tucker had a huge amounts of property. Nestled in the community of Aberdeen Gardens is the Tucker Cemetery that you don't see from the road, but you walk up and it's surrounded by houses. We would always see out at a distance um, indentions in the ground, about the size of a grave, and we, we always wondered. So we went forward and uh, had a ground-penetrating x-ray done throughout the 2.2-acre cemetery, and we discovered over 100 unmarked graves. Once a month, volunteers join with the Tucker family to help maintain this place of peace. It is a labor of love. Give us strength and give us a sense to just to persevere and so they can feel proud of us and for us to pass it down to our children. They've shown us through the hardships that they have been through how to, um, how to make it today. Tucker ancestors endured unfathomable hardships but had a great tenacity. They became a family of entrepreneurs, owning land and businesses, and many of them carry on that legacy today. What is clear to this first family and to historians is that now is the time to tell a more complete story, and that, they say, is key to helping a nation begin to heal and move forward. This is a moment to really understand why 1619 is really a part of the pattern, set the stage for 
uh, what we're finding ourselves reasoning today. Everyone needs to understand that it wouldn't have been a Jamestown. It may not have been a lot of these other places if it had not been for the Africans coming over and our ancestors coming over. When they came over, nope, they didn't give up. We did survive, and we are together as a family, and we're able to, um, we offered a contribution to America, the colonies, because we helped develop it, build it. Love and a strong faith in God carried the Tucker family, despite the horrors of enslavement. The Tuckers who are here today want to know so much more about their ancestors. Where did they settle? What did the fathers pass down to their sons about how to survive and provide for their families? Antony and Isabella were on the White Lion, but there was another ship, the Treasurer, that pulled into Virginia waters several days later, where a woman whose name you probably haven't heard disembarked into a foreign land. Listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on joinetradio.com. And don't forget if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, we'd love to have you. Give me a call at 615-554-0568. That was a fascinating piece. Oh wow. There are actually two pieces to that. And you know what I'm going to do? We'll probably play uh, the next piece tomorrow. So y'all stick and stay. 20 and odd persons. Hmm. First time I've heard that. Anyway, so played that for a reason. Well, I play all of my black facts for a reason. But it's about... Um, today's show, as I said, is really about what we must do. So we're going to talk about a few things today, okay? First and foremost, we're going to talk about the Fox lies. You have to understand how all of those lies and that television network plays into all of this, okay? Because, again... If I control the media, I can control your thought. Fox News or faux news or Fox lies is a classic example of that. Then we want to talk a little bit about voter suppression. Did you know that there were 40, in 48 states, there are over 500 pending bills to attack voters? Wow. Wow. We want to talk about Jackson, Mississippi. How does Jackson, Mississippi and Flint, Michigan play into all of this? Then I'm going to talk a little bit about TSU. About how the state legislature attempted to take over TSU and its board of directors as they attempted to Dissolve the charter in Mason, Tennessee. And of course, how do 
school vouchers play into all of this? Inquiring minds want to know. Because once we go through all of this stuff, I'm going to ask you the question. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to offer a solution. I'm not a doctor. I'm not highly educated. I'm just a brother who's out here tired of being mistreated. And I see that we have the power to change all of this. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some courage. We always hearken back to our ancestors and talk about how tough they were. They had courage to fight, to get through what they had to in order for us to be here today. If you are listening to my voice, you have to understand that your ancestral tree was the strongest of the strong for you to be here in 2023. You're not here by happenstance. It took some courage. It took some sacrifice. But you're here. And now you owe it to your children's children to do the same. What will history say about your generation when it came to the freedom of black people? What will history say about you and what you did for the freedom of black people? Did you march? Did you cry? Did you pray? And did you die? And was that a success? Maybe it worked then, but it sure as hell isn't going to work now. And I'm going to be honest with you. What turned the tide in the 60s was not marching, crying, praying, and dying. We're going to talk about that today. This is my solution to solving the problem. It's right before us. We're going to need to sit down and have a serious conversation with one another and our children. Because if you understand our children are the key. They are the keys to our success, to freedom. What's the difference in today's children and the children of the 60s? Is that children then understood what freedom was and they fought with every sense of their being to be free because their parents talked to them about it. Yeah, I told you it's going to take some time. It's going to take some courage. And it's going to take some sacrifice. Okay? That's what it's going to take. So that's what all we're going to talk about. We're going to begin with these Fox Lives. So before that, let's go ahead and take the break. I've got you primed now. You should be ready. I'm going to bring it to you. No one else is offering a solution. 
And they're going to probably say when people hear this is that he crazy. Well, you know, I am crazy. So I'll take that as a compliment. But if my craziness launches a movement to get people to start saying, hey, he's got a point. Why don't we look into this? That's all I'm asking. If I'm if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But I tell you right now, no one else out there is op- is offering a valid solution to solving the problem of the black race. I'm going to offer it today. Again and again. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinetradio.com. Bake it, grill it, smoke it. Oh yeah, at realbub.com. Holman's Dynamic Pepper Juice is lighting fires around the country. It's the new product from realbub.com. Use it on meats and vegetables. Add it to your gumballs and greens for an extra punch. Made with all natural ingredients, Coleman's Dynamic Pepper Juice will enhance the flavors of your favorite recipes. Order today on ribrub.com. And while there, be sure to check out some of our other great products. It's developed with love and care using the best all-natural ingredients with no GMOs or preservatives. From snacks to seasonings, Coleman's Dynamic Products has something for everyone. Bake it, grill it, smoke it. Oh yeah, at rearbub.com. This is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 
1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's Habibi's Habibi's, your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn you all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the deacon dave's radio show it's a praise project saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. If you want to join the show, today we're, we've entitled this show, usually we wait to the last segment, but I'm just going to go ahead and title this today's show, What We Must Do. And I'll admit that I was on the... Um, JC Love Morning Show, and we got in, we started talking about this, and he got passionate, I got passionate, and I think both of us are tired. I know I'm certainly tired, and so <clears throat> I want to start off with this because in order to control the people, first of all, you got to you have to propagandize them, and. Faux news or Fox lies, whatever you want to call it, has been in the business of propagating lies for the Republican Party. It's been proven now. It's not any innuendo. This has been documented under the, uh, I should say, it has been documented in a court of law. So I want you to listen to this. This is about Rupert Murdoch. He also says that Fox News stars endorsed lies about 2020. He knew it and chose not to stop him. This is from NPR. In the heat of the moment, right after Election Day 2020, media magnate Rupert Murdoch knew that the hosts on his prized Fox News channel were endorsing lies from then-President Donald Trump about election fraud, and he did nothing to intervene to stop it. Instead, Murdoch, the network's controlling owner, followed the lead of the network's senior executives in sidestepping the truth for a pro-Trump audience, angered when confronted with the facts. Asked whether he could have told Fox News chief executive and it stars to stop giving airtime to Rudy Giuliani, a key Trump campaign attorney peddling election lies. Murdoch assented, I could have. Murdoch said, but I didn't. That's the picture that emerges in evidence presented Monday 
by the voting tech company Dominion Voting Systems in the blockbuster $1.6 billion defamation suit against both Fox News and its parent company, Fox Corp. Dominion's legal team is presenting only the evidence it believes will propel its case. Fox Corp is arguing that the parent company and its top executives were wrongly being held responsible for reporting on the baseless assertions of a president and his advisors. Dominion's lawsuit has always been more about what will generate headlines than what can withstand legal and factual scrutiny. According to a statement released by a spokeswoman on behalf of Fox Corp and Fox News, the Fox statement called Dominion's stance extreme, citing free speech concerns and characterized the voting tech company's legal position as a blatant violation of the First Amendment that would prevent journalists from basic reporting. To counter that defense, Dominion's legal filings summoned the words of seemingly authoritative figures. Fox Corp founder Rupert Murdoch and his top corporate advisors. Speaking under oath, Murdoch confirmed the suggestion by a Dominion lawyer that Fox was trying to straddle the line between spearing conspiracy theories on one hand, yet calling out the fact that they are actually false on the other. Asked by a Dominion attorney whether Fox endorsed at times the false notion of a stolen election, Murdoch demurred saying, not Fox, no, not Fox, but maybe Lou Dobbs, maybe Maria Bartomarimo as commentators. The lawyers pressed on, did Fox, Fox's Bartomarimo endorse it? Murdoch said, yes, come on. Fox News host Gene Pinero, Jeanine Piero, I think so. Then Fox Business Network Dobbs, oh, a lot. Fox News Prime Star, Primetime Star Sean Hannity, a bit. Pressed whether they endorsed the narrative of a stolen election, Murdoch finally gave in. Yes, they endorsed it. Wow. Murdoch also said that it was more it was really about money. He said it wasn't and I'm paraphrasing, it wasn't about red and blue. It was about green. So here is a news corporation who peddled lies to a and I'm just going to be honest, a stupid constituency. Because if you watch Fox News, you're pretty dumb. Well, let me put it this way. If you took what Fox News said, you're pretty dumb. You can get mad at me all you want. There have been proven surveys over the years that shows that those people who watch Fox News are uninformed about the real life events that go on in America. You're dumb. So much so, Fox News knew that. Because, see, what con- conspiracy theories are like a beehive. You know, y- y'all have been around your friends. They come up with something, and this more or less happened a lot when you were young in high school. 
And all of a sudden, I, I, I remember, here's, here's something I remember from elementary school. It's amazing, that just popped in my head. There used to be, and I went to a, a, a school, it was Mitchell Elementary. It was a three-story school. And there were inlets on the outside of, a, of the school where you could go under the school to do repairs. Okay? They eventually had to lock them off because, of course, students were going under the school and doing crazy stuff in elementary school. Yeah, I was, I was too. So the rumor came out that there was something under the school. And this girl named Sharon, I remember it so well. I can even tell you her last name. This is crazy. I can remember this from elementary school. She came out of, she said that she had looked in the, this, this underground doorway and something grabbed her and scratched up her arms. And she was crying and screaming. And this rumor went all over the school. And it was there for, for the rest of the school year. Come to find out, Sharon had did that herself because Sharon was having some problems. Now, but the point is that that rumor about something with red eyes under the school took the school by storm. Every kid was talking about it. The teachers were talking about it. You go home and what happened at school? Well, you know, Sharon got scratched up. She said there's some man under the school that tried to grab her. Police went up, everything. It was crazy. Until they figured out Sharon was doing that for attention. See, that's what that's Fox News. That's the people that listen. That they are the they are the students, these Fox News listeners. Fox News is Sharon. You understand? Sharon is throwing out this conspiracy, these conspiracy theories that something was under the, under the school and scratched up and had red eyes. And the whole school believed her. Just like all of these people are believing Fox News that there was a boogeyman in the election, that it was stolen. And all the other conspiracies. Did you hear about Jim Jordan who went down to the border? Because, you know, the people at the border were saying there were over 400 people, Ill, uh, 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 illegal immigrants coming across the border a day in Yuma, Arizona. Did you hear about this? So Jim Jordan took a, a crew of Republicans and they went down there in the, in the dark of night. Because they wanted to prove. That there was something going on at the border. Four, 400 people a day. Excuse me. No, I'm sorry. 4,000 people a day. Hello? So when they got down there, guess how many people they caught coming across the border? You guessed it. Zero. But that conspiracy theory is out there, remember? You know, and of course, Fox News... It's Sharon, and they're, they're, they're telling all this, and they're lying. Why is this important? Because, see, these lies are about a bigger picture. 
Rupert Murdoch said it was about green. It wasn't. It, Murdoch said it wasn't red and blue, red or blue. It was about green. So it's about greed. And he doesn't think that Dominion voting systems has the right to sue him because he said, oh, well, we said those things and we destroyed their business, but it's a First Amendment right. No, it isn't. This is defamation, pure and simple. In other words, what Murdoch says is, oh, man, come on. I'm we're sorry, but it was just business. It was just business. <laughs> This is dangerous because this is a corporation who is hiding behind the First Amendment and it destroyed a company. And it's willing, not only did it destroy a company, but it contributed to multiple things. January 6th. Those people arrived on the Capitol of January 6th, 2021, because of Fox News. Not just Donald Trump. They are two partners in the P. If it wasn't for Fox News espousing that crap, then they would have never been there. If it wasn't for Fox News putting on those politicians and those people and the Proud Boys and, and, and all of those people. January 6th wouldn't have happened. Fox News contributed to trying to overthrow this company, this country. That is not the First Amendment. As we always say, there's limits to everything, and certainly the First Amendment. You can't yell fire in a, in a theater. You can't. Fox News yelled fire in everybody's home theater, their houses, those millions of people that were, that were somehow or another engrossed in their their lies and conspiracies this is Fox News and now they want to hide behind the, the first amendment no no but see there's a bigger picture because as I said how do I control you I control you by what I give you That's why that television is so dangerous. We call it the tell lies vision. And that's what Fox News has been doing. That's what Fox News has been doing. Not only did they do that, remember, Fox News led the charge about the vaccine and coronavirus. How many people did Fox News cause to die because they were lying about the coronavirus? You see, there's a conspiracy here, folks. If I control your thought, I can control you. And how do I control your thought? Through the media. That's why it is so important to have black media. We'll be back in a moment. There's more. We're headed towards what we must do. I've got the solution. 
Because see, if you didn't get what I was doing with the media, I just told you at the end right there, is that we have to control our media. We need, we need voices in our communities like the J.C. Loves Morning Show, like Black Focus Radio, and some of the others that are not comedic shows or who are more concerned about what rappers and, 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 and entertainers are doing as opposed to actually talking about solutions that's going to change the dynamics of our community. That's why we need black media. Back in a moment. W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bake it, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and, uh, and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501 663 1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553.
Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Days radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. Dynamic Dave for JoinEdRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let JoinEd Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? JoinEd Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social game? Gathering, Join Ed Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinedradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinedradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinedradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. All righty, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. This show today is entitled, What We Must Do. And I'm setting up why, or giving you reasons why all of this must change. Okay? So I wanted to remind you all of something, if you don't mind. Because I'm a history buff, as you all know. And I wanted to remind you of something that occurred in this country. It says, or the Jim Crow laws were laws, state and local laws introduced in the southern United States in the late 19th and 20th centuries that enforced racial segregation. Jim Crow being a pejorative term for an African-American, such laws remained in force until the 1960s. So, you know some of those laws, right? They had poll taxes, grandfather clauses, so you couldn't vote. They would have stupid, they would have like a, uh, a glass with marbles on the table and in this glass container and ask, how many marbles were in the container, and if you didn't know, or they would have competency tests, so if you couldn't read or write. They also built it in the laws that you couldn't be in certain places on certain times. You couldn't date outside your race. Uh, you couldn't be caught um, loitering, or you could go to jail. That's how they funded a lot of the companies. Huh. Jim Crow. But the main thing it was for is to keep you from voting, folks. Did you know, I heard a statistic today. And it said that there are, there are in 48 states, 
There are 500 voter type suppression bills on the books. It some of them obviously won't go through because all of the states aren't Republican. 500 bills that are pending. Is that Jim Crow? Are they trying to turn back the clock on Jim Crow? You say, oh, no, they wouldn't do that. See, see, here's the reason why they don't want you to know about history. They don't want you to know that Jim Crow existed. They don't know that what, that was what, 60 years ago. It's barely a generation. I'm 61. So I was born into that mess. Has it really changed? They don't want you to vote now. Republicans have come out just recently and said that there are certain people that shouldn't be voting. This is the whole point of challenging the election because the challenges took place in predominantly black precincts or predominantly black areas. And the irony is that these same people who were claiming that the election was a fraud are the same people who were elected based on that election. So here's what they're saying. Oh, because I got elected, those who voted for me, those were legal. But those who voted for the Democrat over there, those were fraudulent. And what they're saying is, those who voted for the Democrats were black. So yeah, there was something going on with their votes. Even though, even though, not one suit that the Republican Party of Donald Trump put forth was ever, ever qualified. Fox News, as I just talked about, is being sued by the voting, the voting machine company, Dominion. See, these were all lies, but that's how white supremacy works. That's how Jim Crow worked. It worked on conspiracy and lies and codification of those lies into law. And we're seeing it happen right before our eyes. What are you going to do about it? Next hour, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a solution that you can pass on to everybody. That I want you to start talking about it. Because if we don't come up with a solution fast, we will be obsolete. We will be nothing but beast of burden. The same thing that they forced some of our ancestors to be. You too and your children will be the same. I'm just saying. This is important, folks. We have got to start paying attention. And nobody, none of our leaders are daring to talk about this for fear. You see, in the 60s, the, the white supremacists were smart. 
They said, hey, we got to give them jobs. That way, when they if they start working for white folks, then we can tap down some of their frustrations. It really didn't work because you know what you know what black parents did? They sent their children out to protest and they went to work. Hello. They walked to work. They carpooled to work. They didn't take the public transportation system because they understood that if we wanted change, then we must sacrifice. I don't want my babies out there on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, but we must sacrifice. I don't want my babies with, 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 with ice cream and sugar and everything poured on the head of my son, but we must sacrifice. Y'all follow me yet? Are we willing to sacrifice? Because if we're not, and see, white people and white supremacy is banking on the fact that we don't want to sacrifice. Our trinkets are too important. So we'll take a little abuse. We'll take our voting rights being taken from us. We'll take all of that. Wow. They're depending that you do take it. And so far... We are, but hey, I'm telling you, coming up next hour in just a few minutes, I'm going to give you a solution. It's going to work. I'm going I'm to throw some numbers at you. Some, look, some, some petty numbers. Because it is important for us to realize that we have the power. They've not told you that. Even when you watch regular media, they're not, you have black faces on there. They don't talk about um, they don't talk about the power that you have and how you can solve the problem. They, they certainly highlight the problems, but they don't give you legitimate solutions because they don't want you to have legitimate solutions because they too make money off of your misery. Hello. It's time for us to stop being pawns in the game. And become the chess masters who make the moves to support our own communities. Back in a moment, you're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Dave for joinedradio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering?
gathering? Joinette Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetteradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetteradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetteradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. Bake it, grill it, smoke it. Oh yeah, at rearbub.com. Holman's Dynamic Pepper Juice is lighting fires around the country. It's the new product from rearbub.com. Use it on meats and vegetables. Add it to your gumballs and greens for an extra punch. Made with all natural ingredients, Coleman's Dynamic Pepper Juice will enhance the flavors of your favorite recipes. Order today on ribrub.com. And while there, be sure to check out some of our other great products. It's developed with love and care using the best all-natural ingredients with no GMOs or preservatives. From snacks to seasonings, Coleman's Dynamic Products has something for everyone. Bake it, grill it, smoke it. Oh yeah, at rearbub.com. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Welcome back to the show. Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you'd like to join the show. We're talking about what we must do. And as you know, over the last month or so, I've been ending the show with the same rant about what we must do. And I decided to do that because no one is really offering any legitimate solutions to the plight of black people, not our leaders. And certainly you can't depend on white people to do it because ultimately they're not going to do it because they want you to, to stay in the same condition you're in because they make billions and billions of dollars off of your misery. But I'm telling you, you can solve that problem. You can change the dynamics if you have the courage to do so. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some sacrifice. We're going to talk about that here in this hour. But let me continue to set this up. We talked last hour about the lies and how the media is manipulating people to believe one thing or another. We also talked about voter suppression and how it's important to keep those with an opposing voice subdued, frustrated, disenfranchised. That's what, that's what voter suppression is really designed to do. They can't come out and outright stop you from voting, but they can do things to discourage you from voting, like cut down the times of polling places, remove drop boxes from your areas, gerrymander your districts. All of this part of voter suppression, 
They can certainly do that. And we've seen it. And it'll continue. But here's the other thing that's really, really beginning to rear its ugly head. We talked about a week ago on the show about what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi, where the state legislature is trying to carve out a separate legal system for white people and black people, where the black people will have no say-so in who their judges, who their district attorneys and attorney generals are. In other words, this would be taxation without representation. They're boldly trying to do this in Mississippi. We talked about this on Black Focus last week. Okay? What is this about? Is this Jim Crow? Of course it is. This is Jim Crow in the 21st century. That's why I ended the hour about what is Jim Crow. Did y'all forget? Let let, Let me remind you. Jim Crow. Jim Crow laws were state and local laws introduced in southern states uh, in the 19th and 20th centuries that enforced racial segregation. Jim Crow being a pejorative term for an African-American. Such laws remain in effect until the 1960s. That's the 1964 Voting Rights Act. But even though those laws were changed in the 60s, those attitudes never changed. They are still the same. They have just been hidden. But now, they are boldly speaking out and showing all of us who they really are. And the really reason why many of them went in the closet was because they had financial gain. Now, they don't think that it's going to affect them at all. So in Jackson, Mississippi, the white man is deciding that, hey, we're going to decide who your leaders are. We forgot about Flint. Remember Flint? By the way, Jackson, Mississippi is the blackest city in the country. I believe it's 80% black. But back to Flint. Flint was heavily populated black. It was a white man who decided that we know more about your city than you so we're going to change your water and remember what happened the same thing is happening in Jackson by the way we're gonna change your water because we know what's best for y'all because you in Flint and Flint is predominantly black This is Jim Crow 2.0 in America in 2023. And we're sitting around as black people as if this is not happening. Another example. We just saw last, well, uh, about a year ago, remember Mason, Tennessee? Oh, you, you all don't remember the story of Mason? Predominantly black, black city council. there was a Ford plant who decided that they wanted to come to Mason, Tennessee to build a Ford plant. I think they were going to do batteries for cars. All of a sudden, 
the state comptroller decided that he wanted to revoke Mason's charter. Sent letters to all the people, the residents of Mason, and encouraging them to vote to revoke their charter because their leaders were not doing what they were supposed to do. Remember that? And come to find out, part of the reason that Mason was in the dire straits that it was was simply because prior to the current black leaders that was running the, the city, white leaders were running it and they ran up bills and ran that city into the ground until black people woke up and voted them out of office. But it wasn't until the car manufacturing company decided that we were going to build these parts in Mason that was going to infuse millions of dollars in that community. Those greedy white boys wanted some of it. And the only way that they could get some of it is get those people to give up their charter. And then the next thing you know what would have happened? Once you give up your charter, then they come in and start claiming eminent domain and taking your land for themselves. Hello? That was Mason, Tennessee. Jim Crow at its finest. But let's stay in Tennessee here for a moment. Do y'all mind? Let's just stay here in Tennessee. (laughs) Just last week, the alumni of Tennessee State University had to fight off the state legislature. Because you know what's going on in in the state of Tennessee, right? Let me just pull up this article. How much money do states owe HBCUs? Do y'all know that? Do y'all know? Let's see here. I'm just reading this. This is from whitehouse.gov. Alabama has 13 HBCUs. They owe over $334 million. Arkansas has... Four HBCUs that are public, they owe $61 million. <laughs> Hello? How much money do they owe them? By the way, Tennessee State is owed a half a billion. Y'all remember that list we put up? Huh? Let's let's see if this is it because it was it was everywhere. It gave us a full list, and Tennessee State, UAPB, all of those schools are owed money. The name of the article is from Forbes magazine, and it's called "How America Cheated Its Black Colleges." Hello. Here's the list I've been looking for. North Carolina A&T is owed over $2 billion, almost $3 billion. 
University of Arkansas Pine Bluffers, by the way, uh, they are one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. They're eighth on the list. They're owed $457 million, $535,856. Tennessee State is owed one billion nine hundred and seventeen million three hundred and ninety five thousand two hundred and ninety nine dollars. That's how much they were underfunded. And by law they were supposed to be funded. But you know what they tried to do the Tennessee State last week? The state comptroller in Tennessee tried to take over their board so that they could try to control the money, because you know what? That money is owed to Tennessee State, and a lot of the alums are beginning to raise hell about it. And the state of Tennessee is going to have to pay that money, just like the state of Arkansas is going to have to pay that money. Hello? So why am I bringing this up? Oh, I forgot. Public schools. Why are they trying to destroy public schools? Well, the majority of the kids who go to public schools are whom? They're black. Why do we have private schools anyway? Do y'all know? See, this is what fired JC and I up this morning. Do y'all know why we have five private schools? You see, here in Arkansas, those of you who are not from this area, Sarah Huckabee, Jethrine Bodine Sanders. They are looking to pass a, a law that will take taxpayers' dollars and fund private schools. In other words, they're going to take my tax dollars, your tax dollars, and give it to white school kids so that they can go to their lily white schools. Why were those schools created in the first place? Jim Crow. These white parents took their children out of public school because they didn't want their kids to go to school with blacks. Don't give me this mess about, oh, the schools weren't no good, this, that, and other. That's a lie. Look at, look at what the public schools turned out prior to the 80s. And by the way, many of them were segregated. But white kids... White parents didn't want their white kids going to school with black people. So they made up and they started creating their own schools. They started and they created their own schools. But guess what? What they didn't realize that it was going to cost them. And it did. So then they began to elect legislators who too had put their kids in private school and was sympathetic to their racist views. And now all of a sudden here we are and they are trying to give public money to private schools. And they say, Hey, but you can take that money. They're calling it school choice, but it's not school choice because those people who run those private schools still stand in the doorway of black kids. What if your kid likes to wear dreads? 
And they said, well, if he's going to come to this school, he's going to cut his dreadlocks. They stand in the doorway. And that's simplistic. But see, they don't really want your kids to go to school with them. They don't want that. So now they're trying to create a way to fund their white flight. That's actually what Mississippi is doing. Is that okay, most of the suburbs around Jackson is white. So they're going to take care of those suburbs. They just don't care about Jackson. Y'all understand? There's a reason why I'm talking about all this. In the next segment, we're going to talk about why this is important. We're going to talk about what we must do. I've been teasing it the old show. I've got a solution. I've been touching on it. I'm going to give you some numbers. Because it's important for us to understand that if we stop entertaining them, we're going to hurt a whole lot of people. And a whole lot of people are going to say, well, wait a minute. Maybe we don't need to do that. A whole lot of those people are going to reach out to those state legislators who are passing these onerous pro-Jim Crow laws and say, no, bro. If you don't change, we're going to vote you out. That's not what we stand for. So I wanted to use all of those to set this up. Because clearly there's a problem. And as I've said over and over again, that our leaders or the ones, and I shouldn't say our because they're not my leaders. Those people you call leaders are clearly inept in offering solution. And part of that ineptness is probably funded by those who want to continue to suppress us. Let me pay him a little bit. He'll keep them in line. You see that with a lot of some of the with some of these so-called Republican black preachers and these so-called Republican black black legislators. They don't care about the overall health of the black community. If you talk to some of them, you'll even hear them criticize and chastise and 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 use some of the same talking points as the right wing in order to curry favor with them and criticize black people. Charles Barkley is one of those people. I know y'all love y'all some Chuck, but Chuck is a closet black hater. Yeah, he's black. You know, I call him a crow. Along with Shaquille O'Neal. They're not concerned about the black community. They're concerned about their bottom lines. I saw a piece the other day where Shaq said he tells his kids that they're not rich, he's rich. That tells you about his mentality. That says a lot about his mentality. But there are many black people who are like that, that, hey, long as I got mine, I don't care about you blacks. And I'm going to do everything I can to curry favor with those white folks who got power. They don't understand that had, had the insurrection went forward. Now these people are talking about succeeding from the union, from the union. If that goes forward, where do you think you as a black person that is touting Republican talking points and bringing them water, where do you think you're going to end up? Tell me. Where do you think you're going to end up? Do you think, do you, do you think that they're going to still 
curry favor with you? You think you you're still gonna be use, usable, or will you be used up? They won't need you anymore. That's all I'm asking. I'm asking the question because no one look. They're still killing us. I told you about the statistics where, uh, you know, the the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, it's dead. It's been dead. The Republicans and and Tim Scott had no intentions of ever getting it off the ground. Police are still killing Americans at an alarming rate, particularly black. You're still being stopped and frisked. You're still being pulled over for driving while black, walking while black, breathing while black, sitting while black. Eating wild black, you name it, wild black, you're being harassed by police. Nothing has changed. When you really look at it, that's why I had to remind you about Jim Crow. What white Republicans want today is an apartheid style state. See, they understand genetics. They understand futurism. They understand how they are the un, the anomaly. And how that is beginning to become wiped out. They understand what's going to happen in 2042. So what they're doing right now is trying to codify power and they're doing that on the backs of your children. They're making money, filling their banks on the backs of your children only to, if they can succeed by 2042, to crap on you and your children. Hello? So we got to do something about it. And we need to do it now. First of all, we need to educate our children. Second of all, we need to put together a plan of action and make this work. See, the reason we have to educate our children because they are going to be the tip of the spear. So they need to understand what their task is and why it's important. You see, the reason that those young people in the 60s did what they did because they, it wasn't really for them. It was for their children's children. They, they had a responsibility to the past to make sure that the future was better for them and all. You all understand this, right? This is important. We must fight back. And you don't have to fire a shot. You don't have to cuss anybody. All you need to do is educate your children. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that when I come back here in a moment. The name of this show today is What We Must Do. And I'm going to talk about this until I'm blue in the face. Until, look, I'm going to say this until I die. 
because this is the only way to solve this problem. How do you how do you affect a racist? Through his pocketbook. Through his wallet. I'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinetradio.com. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Dynamic Dave for JoinetRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Gathering, Joinet Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products, national producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. 
Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's Habibi's Habibi's, your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world never ever heard of and also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music don't forget the Deacon Dave radio show it's a praise project Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com So, off show, I've been teasing and been telling you that I have a solution to our problems. I'm a nobody. I'm just a little talk show host, okay? Read a lot, love history. That's about it. You know, I think I'm fairly learned. So, over the years, we've been watching. We've been, we've been literally begging. And when I say we, I say the black community. We've been begging for justice in America. It has been unfounded. From voter suppression to police brutality to redlining to gerrymandering, you name it. All of that stuff still continues. And now you're seeing how Republican-led states are attempting to turn back the clock. So I want to turn back the clock with you just briefly. Because, you know, they say those who don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. And that's probably part of the reason that we are about to go through this same stuff that they went through under the black codes and Jim Crow is because we don't know our history. And part of that is because we were not taught the history because they don't want you to know your history because if you did, and sorry to continue to cause, but if you did, then you wouldn't stand for what's been going on. This is their biggest fear. This is why DeSantis is doing what he's doing in Florida. No, they don't want AP classes. They don't want intellectual scholars to talk about African history and tell us where it's, where it all began and how it began. No, they don't want that because that debunks the lie that they've been telling for centuries. So it's easy for fraud news 
to lie to people, to white people. And it's easy for them to eat it up simply because it's in their DNA to accept the lie because the lie of America is what they've lived. So now black people are becoming educated. The internet opened up a whole new doorway to education, to history, to culture, and you're beginning to see where those who didn't go to the library and trudge and buy books like I did, now it's easy where they can sit in their own living room, in their cars, and look at the history for themselves. And people are beginning to ask why. And instead of the white establishment changing, they become more recalcitrant. So let's take a look back so we can move forward. What was the most powerful weapon in the 60s? It wasn't the marching. It wasn't the preaching. It wasn't the, vote, it wasn't the voter uh, registration drives. It was the economic boycott. It wasn't until those white business owners who owned those transportation lines in the South began to become affected. Their bottom line began to decrease. It wasn't until then that they said, hey, wait a minute, we might need to listen to these folks because we got to feed our children. In other words, you affected their pocketbook. Let me read something to you. The NCAA generates record 1.6 billion, excuse me, 1.16 billion revenue for 2021. U.S. college sports body sees income bounce back from pandemic to grow from 519 million in 2020. 2020 March Madness cancellation resulted in losses of over $800 million. I'm pausing there for a moment. See, we have, we have prima facie evidence. The cancellation of March Madness Cost the NCAA $800 million. The NCAA expects to generate $870 million from TV deals alone in 2022. This was last year. Okay. Hello. The NCAA is set to see revenue from TV deals of $870 million in 22 and said it surpasses uh it will surpass 900 million from uh by 25 the collegiate body's investment income increased from second success, for the second successive year from 40.5 million in 21 to 60.9 million over the 21 fiscal year that's just one article here are 20 of the most profitable college programs. Let me just read to you. 
I'm going to give you all 20. Texas, 92 million. Well, let me read this part for you. Profitable college football programs uh, made an eye-popping $925 million combined after expenses. Oh, you didn't hear that part, did you? An eye-popping $925 million combined after expenses. The SEC is the leading conference on, on the field and on the balance sheet as it has nine schools in the top 20. Of the remaining 11 most profitable programs, there are four from the Big Ten, three from the Pac-12, two from the Big 12, and one from the ACC. Let's start with number one. Well, let's start with number 20. South Carolina, $28 million. Okay. USC, $29 million. Michigan State at number 18, $32 million. Penn State at number 17, $36 million. Texas A&M at number 16, $37 million. Florida at number 15, $37 million. Washington at number uh, 14, 38 million. Well, look at here. Here's something that Arkansas isn't last in. They're ranked number 13 as the most profitable college, uh, athletic programs, 38 million a year. Um, Florida State, 39. Oregon, 40. Alabama, 46. Auburn, 47. Oklahoma, 48. Ohio State, 50 million. Georgia, 50 million. Notre Dame, 54 million. Michigan, 56 million. LSU, 58 million. Tennessee, 70 million. And who's number one? It's Texas with $92 million. Hello? That's from athleticscholarships.com. I'm going out to... Yahoo Sports. Okay? Let me just read this. College sports are big business. From football playoffs to March Madness, college sports have some of the most popular events around. But how big how big is that business? How much money do college sports rake in? Go banking rates. Looked at the top five revenue-producing college sports. To see the breakdown, the numbers might surprise you. Football, the biggest revenue producer among college sports is no surprise. College football brings in an average of $31 million a year per school. Hello? That's an eye-popping number, but it's even more impressive when you see that number is more than the next 35 college sports Combined. Hello. A large portion of the revenue comes from TV deals. ESPN deals uh, with college football playoffs is roughly worth $470 million annually. And the Power Five Conference TV contracts bring in at least $200 million a year. The top revenue producing schools for football won't surprise you. Texas tops the list at $144 million. 
This is revenue producing now, followed by Georgia at 134 million, Michigan 126 million, Ohio State 116, and Alabama 110. The second revenue producing sport is college basketball, which brings in 8.1 million per school. The bulk of the revenue from basketball comes from CVS deals to broadcast the NCAA tournament, which is worth $1.1 billion. Louisville brought in $42 million to lead all schools in basketball revenue, followed by Duke with $37 million, Kentucky with $30 million, North Carolina with $27 million, and Indiana with $26 million. Do I need to go on? Do y'all follow me yet? <clears throat> what else we got? We, do we have more? Y'all, what, y'all need more? Here's from ESPN. NCAA earns $1.15 billion in 2021 as revenue returns to normal. Okay. Here's another one. Revenue per quality of college football recruit. Okay. It just goes, you can go out and look at this data for yourself. This is not fraud data. This is, this is real data that is quantified by Forbes business insider, you name it. These are business people that are quantifying these numbers. Qualifying and quantifying these numbers. And you're probably saying, well, David, what the hell does those numbers have to do with the overall conversation? If you don't know by now, you're part of the problem. So I need you to listen. Because you might be contributing to this. And we all are, because if you watch these games, you're contributing to this. If you send your child to a PWI, then, if you don't know what that means, PWI, predominantly white institution, then you're contributing to this. You see, I talked about all of those issues of Police brutality, voter suppression, manipulation in the media, Jackson, Flint, TSU, Mason, Tennessee, the school system. I talked about all of those. Okay? Talked about all of those things. And here's the bottom line. This is where the rubber meets the road. And you know what I mean? Remember I told you about the economic boycott, right? I remember that, the bus boycott. I told you about that. I also mentioned the fact that our children need to be the tip of the spear, just like they were in the 60s. If it wasn't for the children, we would not be free today. If you go back and you look at South Africa and Soweto, those were children that was fighting for freedom. Hello? Hello? You see, they don't want to educate you, your children, because your children are the tip of the spear. Your children are the ones who can fight for freedom. And here's the thing about it. You don't even have to get out and march. Because I would argue that it would take one year to do what I'm proposing and everything will change. You heard me read the the article about how much money that the NCAA lost because of the pandemic. One year, what would happen 
if black children decided that they were not going to play for one solid year? What would happen? Hmm. We're at the segment about what we must do. I wanted to read those numbers to you because when you when you hear those numbers, your mouth drops wide open when you begin to understand the types of money that your children are generating just for colleges. You see, what was not included in those numbers? You didn't hear me say anything about jersey sales, did you? You didn't hear me say anything about ticket sales, did you? Or concessions. You didn't hear me say anything about that, did you? You didn't hear me say anything about hotel motel taxes. Liquor, gas taxes. Restaurant taxes. All of those accoutrements that comes into play when on a any given college basketball or college football day. Remember, I talk a lot about the University of Missouri and what that football team did in 2016. They decided they weren't going to play, that they were being treated like dogs. They were, weren't even being considered as human beings. The president of the Black Student Union decided that, hey, we must do something about it. So he decided that he was going to be heroic and go on strike, a hunger strike. Nobody did anything about it. The white Republican brass didn't care until somebody on the football team who happened to be black said, wait a minute, if they don't care about him, then they certainly don't care about us. And why are we going out here risking our lives every day for this school? So the football team decided that they were going to strike. And they weren't going to play until their demands were met. Don't believe me. This is not some conspiracy theory. Go look up the University of, of Miami I mean, the University of Missouri football team strikes. Read the story for yourself. Fortunately for that Saturday coming up, there was a bye. So they didn't have to play. And they went on strike on Friday. And did you know by Tuesday, the president had resigned because that was one of their demands? Did y'all know that? Because, see, the University of Missouri alone was probably going to lose just by missing one game close to $25 million. The city of Columbia was going to suffer greatly because of all those people that would have been coming into that city and spending their money. Now, all of a sudden, they're not coming. See, we can use the pandemic as prima facie evidence of how not playing can hurt. Now, what am I trying to say to you? 
See, remember, I've been talking this whole show about sacrifice, courage, and time. You see, because now we have to start educating our children and we got to start explaining to him, them what sacrifice is all about. Because if we're going to be successful in what I'm proposing, then it's going to have to start with those children. It's going to have to start with those black athletes. You know, 70% of college teams are black. You know, all those white people upset because they play, lift every voice and sing the black national anthem at the Super Bowl. You know, in part why they did that? Because 70% of the league is black. And you're playing this game in Black History Month. It was certainly appropriate. White people went all crazy. That little aspect of this changes dynamics. And what we have to start doing as black people is understand our power. And our power is in our children. That's why I told you about what happened in South Africa and how those children fought for freedom. Those children in the 60s in the southern south, in the south, in, in places like Birmingham and Little Rock and, 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 and Mobile and Florida uh, uh, Tallahassee, all those places, North Carolina, those were children. Hello? So we've got to educate them. We need to sit them down and let them see. Show them that video. Go and rent Eyes on the Prize. Go find it on, on YouTube. It's, I'm sure it's out there. And start from the beginning. One of the best pieces ever put together and chronicled the civil rights era. Let them see those water hoses being turned on them. Let, let them see those dogs being uh, 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 sicked on those kids. Let them see that those kids stood their ground because they were standing for something more than a PlayStation. They were standing more for something more than having the names on the backs of their jerseys. They were standing for the freedoms of their children to come. And because of them, we stand here today. And we don't want to make that same sacrifice, even though white supremacists are wearing us out in state legislators across this country. So what I propose is something simple. You see, I use the saying, dare to be different because we're destined to be great. So we have to dare to be different here if we want to see our greatness you see, we can, it's been chronicled on the walls of Egypt, in the pyramids, in, in Egypt, and in Songhai, and, and in Sudan, and, and, and even in Central America and South America as the Aztecs and the Mayans. It's been chronicled about our greatness. But what you don't understand is that our true greatness is yet to come. All we have to do is wake up. That's why they have fraud news. That's why the media don't want you to know. That's why they put that poison in your brains called rap music to make you think that all you're worth is a is is, is wop and a gat. That's all you're worth. But I just read to you some startling numbers. If you are not stunned by those numbers, then you don't understand money. I just read to you how much money those kids are generating for 
white people. And here's the irony about it. Those kids don't even get any of that money. The money that they have now with this new NIL law is simply what they have to go out and find. But those billions of dollars, that $1.6 billion that I talked about for college basketball and that $1.15 billion for college football, none of that is touched by those kids. So I'm going to ask you a question. As I bring the show to a close. Because I thought this. I, I, I just felt like this has been on my heart. And I've been talking around it. Talking about it. But I decided that I wanted to dedicate this entire show. To this solution. Because this is the solution. It's not easy. See when you're fighting for freedom. Freedom ain't free. You see Malcolm once said. You have to be willing to let your enemy know that you're willing to do anything for your freedom. Then and only then will you be free. The prophetic words of Malcolm X. So what are we willing to do? Are we willing to sacrifice a year of not playing college basketball? Are we willing to sacrifice a year of not playing college football? Are we willing to support those young men and, by the way, young black women? Are we willing to support them on this issue? Because if they do it, it will change the entire dynamics of America. Because all of those college and universities, all of those white kids that are, uh, that are graduating, Many of them don't realize that the reason you got those fancy buildings, those nice computers, those, those high-paid uh, 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 professors and adjunct professors is because in part of that money that those schools, those black kids are earning those schools on a regular basis. Now, I know what you're saying. You said, well, Dave, there's some white kids playing too. You're exactly right. But let me just say this, and I talked about this a lot on my, on my sports show when I was in Nashville. When the subject about play, paying players came up years ago, we used that it was a regular conversation on uh, on our sports show, and I asked the question. And well, it wasn't me who even asked the question. We had a caller who called in. He was a white guy. He said, "Dave, let me just say something to you and Greg, my co-host." He said, "If no, I asked the question." If what would happen if there were no black kids playing football? Guy calls and says, David, let me just tell you, it will be a bunch of slow white boys on the field, and I would not watch. This was a white guy saying this. Precisely my point. See, you bring these colleges and universities to their knees, you stop funding. They're fun. You stop funding their Saturdays, their March Madnesses, their college playoffs. Look, the reason that they expanded the college football playoff was not because they wanted every team as possible to be able to participate. They expanded it because they saw the business model, which says that they were earned billions of dollars off the backs of black kids. But, oh, that's right. You said we don't have any power. Yeah, you do. The question is, do you have the time, 
And do you have the courage? Because that's what you're going to need. That's what we're going to need as a people. We've got, I gave you two instances of how money is earned and how much revenue our kids generate. We saw that with the pandemic. I read that story to you, let you know how much money they lost because they had to cancel college basketball. Hello? I read the story of how much these schools are generating, their worth, all of that stuff. And it's being generated by black bodies. What would happen if we stopped our black bodies from going to those PWIs? How quickly would things change? I told you I got a revolutionary movement here and you won't have to fire a shot. Hello? Are y'all ready to be free or you still want to pretend? Because see, what's been happening in the black community is that we've been pretending to be free. We've been living with cognitive dissonance, knowing something is true, yet we don't want to believe our eyes because we believe our eyes are lying to us. That's kind of like the police when they beat the hell out of a black man or they shoot him. They, and then the video comes out and they try to tell you that, see, what you're seeing is not what you're really seeing. You got to look at what happened before. No, no, bro. How badly do you want to be free? That's really my question. Because if you really want to be free, then you should start having your conversations with your young athletes. You should start having that conversation. You should begin to let them know that we're going to need you. And we don't need you to catch a football or slam a basketball. We need you in the movement. We need the passion that we saw during the George Floyd. Look, just think about it. If we had that same passion during the George Floyd protest about us being free and them changing the laws, then we wouldn't have a problem. We know the passion is there. We just need to get people to make sure that it's being funneled in the right direction. So the current leaders can't do it. They can't do it. Okay? They're old school. They're they're not future thinking. They're afraid. We need young people. We need you all to get on the ball and start talking to your friends. And saying, hey, what about this? What about that, that, that solution that, that, that show Black Focus put forward? Can it work? Will it work? Are we willing to stand together to make it work? Because that's the only way it's going to work. Because again, if I, can't, if I can't vote in your state, if I can't get an education in your state, then my child will not play in your state. That's the mantra. Hello? Y'all ready for the revolution? Because it will not be televised. That's how you can change the dynamics. That's what I mean by what we must do. I invite any economist, I invite any politician, 
I invited any person who calls him or herself a leader to give me a better solution than that. But you know what? You're not going to answer the bell because you know that is not a better solution. They need to be punched in the mouth. And this is how you do it. You turn your backs on their entertainment. You stop entertaining white people, then they start listening to you. We're the only people that have uh, entertainers and sports figures as our leaders. That's part of our problem. Hello. Don't get mad at me. We'll take We got to go. We got to go. Wow. Woo. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for listening to Black Focus Radio. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.